Hi, and welcome to Finding Your Flow, the podcast. My name is Jen, and I'm your host. I'm inviting you here to intuitively lead and live your most aligned and expansive life. I'm an intuitive business and leadership advisor for heart-centered, impact-driven leaders, entrepreneurs, and businesses. And I'm also a supporter of women's empowerment and animal rescue work. Unlocking flow and supporting you through your next level of growth and transformation is my superpower. I found my own freedom and flow through entrepreneurship over a decade ago. And on this podcast, I'll be sharing stories and insights through the lens of my expertise and my personal experience and through inspiring conversations with my special guests. I'll be helping you navigate your most important asset, your intuition, supporting you in getting unstuck and staying on your most successful and aligned path. I want you to leave with aha moments, deep insights, clarity on your next steps, and more importantly, an inner knowing that where you are right now is perfectly aligned. Life needs you where you're at your best. Hi everyone, it's Jen, and I'm really excited for you to dive into today's um, episode. So I am interviewing Mindy Henderson today, and she is just such an embodiment of um, strength and courage and optimism and you know, she, she has so many beautiful stories about, you know, what can get in the way in life and how to use that as an opportunity for growth and tapping into, um, your purpose, the next, you know, expansive version of yourself and just how all of those moments in our life, when we feel like things can get in the way or things are challenging can have so many beautiful life lessons for us. Um, you're just her personality is addictive. She's such a wonderful person to spend time with. And uh, she's just so full of wisdom. So I'm really, really excited for you to, to listen to this. And I would love to hear your thoughts after. So enjoy the episode. And please, 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 if this inspired you, or um, you just feel like it could be helpful for someone else to listen to, please do share it after you're done listening. Enjoy. All right. So let's get this podcast party started. Hi, Mindy. Hello. How are you? I'm good. And you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. I'm so excited to have you. Um, it's, I love the work that you're doing so, so, so much. And um, I just feel like today in the conversation, there's just so much for our for us to learn from you um, about your experience and the work that you're doing. So I'm excited to, to dive in. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I love chatting with you. So, yeah, I know. So fun. We met on clubhouse in uh, yeah. an event. And uh, I remember just like hearing your voice and feeling just like just such a high vibration energy when I was listening to you speak. And I, I remember I went right over to Instagram and found you um, so I would love if we can start by, um, you just kind of telling us a little bit about who you are, what the work is that you're doing and, um, and how it all started. Like, how did you get into that work? Oh goodness. So yeah, it's, um, it's a fun story. It's been a, it's been an adventure. Um, you know, at the, 
at the, I always say at the heart of my, my story is really my disability. And so I was diagnosed with a neuromuscular condition when I was only about 15 months old. So I have lived and experienced life from a wheelchair. It's, um, you know, it's what I've always known. It's always been my normal and it's, I've really kind of architected my life around it, you know, not to say that it hasn't come with, you know, it's hardships and, and things like that. It's, it's given me a lot of really great opportunities to learn to navigate adversity well. And, you know, there are other things that have come up in my life that have taught me a lot. I've um, been in a couple of really serious um, car crashes that have um, come along with some pretty serious injuries and, um, and obstacles and, and situations that those have created. I've lost jobs. You know, there's, there's been quite a variety of things that I've walked through in my life. And so, like I said, it's, it's given me the chance to, to get really good at navigating adversity and, and, I, um, I had a a 20 year career in high tech and it was, it was a really successful career. I, I enjoyed what I did. I had a lot of great opportunities there, but about three years ago, I, um, was work, had been working at this one company for about six years. They were acquired by another company and um, as tends to happen, they moved people around and, and reorganized and did a, a number of things. And the team that I was managing at the time was um, was actually uh, sort of relocated or rehired for overseas um, in Lithuania, actually, of all places. Um, and so, you know, I'd been with the company for six years. I could have tried to move somewhere else in the company. There wasn't a lot of alternate hiring going on. And I just thought, you know, it's time for my next big adventure. And so... I, um, I left the company. I did a ton of job searching. I thought that I was going to go on to my next corporate job, looked for a job for about 10 months, which, um, really took a toll on me. And, you know, I know that there are a lot of people out of work right now and, um, maybe going through this and, you know, I had a, a very specific moment in my bathroom of all places. I just washed my hair and I was, you know, I had gotten another, um, another job rejection that day. And it was, you know, 10 months had gone by. I was doing tons of interviewing. I was getting really close on a lot of jobs. And this one in particular, I was so excited about, and I was positive that this one was going to be the one. And so I was really surprised when I didn't get that one. And so, you know, I'm, I'm a relatively naturally positive person. Um, but I was, I was getting a little dark, you know, and my, my brain was starting to have all the thoughts and the feels and, I had taken the opportunity. I've done public speaking my whole life. And so while I was out of work, I was like, well, I'm going to do some, some public speaking and do some more motivational speaking. So I'd already been doing some of that. And as I was having this moment, I started to think about the speaking that I'd been doing. And I was like, you know what? I have a choice right now in this moment. 
I can either become the the worst version of myself Mm -hmm. and be this angry, frustrated person, or I can take my own advice, frankly, (laughs) and I can write a book about overcoming adversity while I'm sitting in the middle of this big pile of adversity. And so that was, kind. it was just this pivotal moment that I haven't looked back from ever since. And since then, to answer your original question, I kind of took the long route to get there. Perfect. But, um, you know, since then, and I didn't start, um, I didn't stop looking for a corporate job for a while after that, but I started also, you know, really turning up the, the volume on the motivational speaking. And I did in fact, the very next day, start writing the book. And, um, and since then it's, and, and what was interesting was, um, you know, the second that I made that choice, the second that I made that decision, things got so much easier, Mm. you know, and it's one of those things where you can just be slamming your head against a wall in one direction, trying so hard to make something happen. The thing that you feel like you're supposed to do, or is, you know, the, the responsible adult thing to do, or, you know, whatever, however you want to describe it. And then, you know, when I, I listened to, you know, some of the the cues and things that were being given to me. And I made this choice to pivot. And I'm not going to say that it was easy, but um, it, you know, people were put in my path that have been game changers and who have honestly trained, changed the trajectory of my career. And now I am full-time doing the speaking and the writing. In fact, I just got a book contract. Um, so I am, you know, in real time, I am writing this book. Um, my first draft is due on August 1st and, um, I it's evolved into, I do coaching and, um, I have a podcast And I've got a couple of other projects that are in the works that I'm super excited about. So it's just been kind of a magical couple of years where I've really Mm. learned. Um, And it's interesting before, because before we started recording, we were talking about surrender and that's exactly what I did over the last couple of years. I really let go, which is hard for me because I am a class A control freak. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, it's, it's been, um, you know, kind of a long windy road, but it's been amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. And I just realized now like the purpose of the card that I pulled for us before we Mm. started the surrender. Um, I think that there's going to be so many beautiful lessons coming out of this conversation today about surrender and, you know, it's, there's a quote that I absolutely love that says, um, man plans and God laughs. And I love this quote because, you know, we try to plan and control and figure things out from our head so much, you know, or from what we think we should be doing. And I'm, you know, all about intuition and really like, you know, finding your flow through um, leading and living your life intuitively. And it's interesting how like in moments when like, life is literally trying to like change our trajectory and like move us into a more aligned path. It's like, we're, 
we, we don't even see it sometimes and we fight against it. Um, and when we actually just surrender to what is happening, so much magic can happen. And I think this is such a perfect example, right? Of like this life that you're living now that you didn't even realize mm -hmm. was available and accessible to you. Yeah. And it's like that for many of us, it's like, we think we know the life that we're supposed to be living. Yeah. But I believe that we're often seeing things through a very limited perspective. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot that clouds our perspective. You know, we've, mm. we, we grow up a certain way. We have certain influences in our lives. You know, we, we go to certain schools, we you know, have certain jobs and, and, you know, all of those things rightfully so shape who we are and the way that we look at the world and our goals and our vision for the future and all of those things. But, um, you know, I think that there's, um, you know, I, I, I don't know if I want to call it an art to yeah. kind of being still and listening and, and learning to recognize these sometimes very subtle redirections. And sometimes they come in the form of inconveniences. I mean, you know, job loss is a huge inconvenience, Yeah. Um, but, you know, and sometimes they're not quite as, overt as that. Sometimes, like I said, they're a lot more subtle, but, um, you know, I think that there's really something to, um, paying attention and letting yourself to an extent be led. And, you know, I, I never would advise someone or be a proponent of, you know, being reckless or, you right. know, making irresponsible decisions or, or things like that. But, you know, like in my case, the writing was so very on the wall mm. and, you know, I'm a, a huge fan of Oprah and she talks a lot about how, you know, sometimes life whispers and then sometimes life shouts if you don't hear the message the first thousand times. And I felt like that was really my, my shout moment. Yeah. Um, and I have never felt so much like I am in the right place at the right time doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. And it just so happens that it's all about serving people and helping people realize their potential and navigate their own adversity because adversity is of course, something that we all encounter. We've all walked hard roads. We all have challenges. They may look different to all of us. I'm sure not everybody listening um, has spent their life in a wheelchair, but guaranteed they've had their own set of, of struggles and things. And so that's what I'm getting to do with my life now. And I love waking up and getting to do what I do every morning. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's so true because we all have things that get in the way in our life. We all have things that um, come in to challenge us, you know? Um, and I, and I really believe, and I, so, so I guess the question I want to get to, first of all, I friggin' love the name of your podcast, the truth oh. about things that suck. That's the name yes. of your podcast. And is, is that going to be the name of your book also? It is going to be the oh. name of the book. Yes. And that is going to sell out. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> like such a good title. And oh, thank I, you. I just, I love it. And I wanted to ask you, so based on all of this, you know, what do you think is the purpose of the things that suck and the things that get in our way? Oh, how long do we have? Oh, all day. Um, <laughs> you know, so much. And, you know, 
And, and I think that it varies to an extent, you know, from person to person and what your challenge is and all of that. But I think that one of the really, I, um, I, I am a big fan of another author named Sean Aker. He, do you you know, Sean? I love him. He's amazing. And I actually had the opportunity to interview him for my book. And he's, if, if, for anyone who doesn't know him, who's, who may be listening, he's a happiness researcher. I mean, how Mm -hmm. cool is that first of all, but he's, um, he's got, I think three or four books out at this point. One of them is called the happiness advantage. And one of the things that came up in our conversation is that, you know, in any given moment, there are multiple realities Mm. that can all be true at the same time, you know? And so one of the things that I really took away from my conversation with him is that, you know, you may be sitting in the middle of something that's so hard and Mm -hmm. so painful but there are also things in your life that are wonderful. There are people who love you. There are, you know, maybe you've got a little bit of money in your bank account. You've got food on your table. You've got air in your lungs, you know, guaranteed. If you look around, no matter how small there, and, and usually there are some big things that are such blessings and such gifts Mm -hmm. and, those things are just as true and just as real in your life as this other thing that you may be going through. And what Sean said was that sometimes the realization of that is enough to start to kind of pull you out of the suck of your situation, you know, because, and it's, it's not to say that you want to deny the feelings because sometimes, you know, another thing that he said to me is sometimes it's okay to not be okay for a while, right? but you know, it's, it's also, I think very healthy to recognize that even though this thing is really hard, there's still some great things in your life, in your community, in this world that also exists. Mm. And that can kind of shift your mindset a little bit, I think. Yeah. And I really believe that every single hardship that we go through has a purpose and it's always Mm. there to help us step into an even more expansive version of ourselves, right? So yeah, it's like everything. And, it, and it's never about just one thing. You're right. Because I remember the other day I was having a, one of those entrepreneur moments of financial contraction, anxiety, you know, oh, yeah. the entrepreneurial journey is up and down all the time. Actually. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, you know what? It's not just about the dollars in my bank account. And I went to sit outside I literally put everything aside. I went to sit outside with a cup of tea and I just sat and looked around me at like the beautiful house I had and the beautiful lush backyard that I had for my dogs and all the things that were also symbols of abundance, you know, and it really pulled me out of like that, that, that focus towards like the one thing that I felt was broken in that moment, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's so true. And yeah, actually, it's funny that you're saying this because I, um, I'm a big proponent of meditation, mm-hmm. you know, with my physical challenges, I've needed to find something in my life that could help me combat the, you know, the toxicity of stress yeah. and anxiety and all of that. And meditation for me, um, you know, call it meditation, call it stillness, um, it's something that's really, really helped me. And I love to do guided meditations Mm -hmm. sometimes. And the other day I was doing one that was centered on um, exactly what you're talking about. It was so cool. And I think that this is something that any of us could do at any time that is so healthy and so grounding. Um, But the, the, um, the person that was navigating us through the meditation was talking about, you know, obviously you're sitting there, you're closing your eyes, you're paying attention to your breath, but then one by one, they called attention to our senses. Mm. And, you know, they, they said, you know, hear the sounds that are around you. And those sounds are symbols of abundance. Mm. And, you know, the abundance that we're sitting in, they're representative of the things that are surrounding us and, you know, and smell and, you know, those smells are representative of the abundance and all of the things that are around us. So, you know, I see, give it a try sometime. It was really powerful um, for me and I absolutely loved it. Um, But I also want to say before we move off of this question, you know, because like we, like you said, there's so many, I think purposes that we can find in abundant or I'm sorry, in, um, in adversity (laughs) and our challenges. And, you know, I definitely think that, um, one, uh, you know, sort of secondarily to the first thing that I said, I think that one of the biggest purposes for challenges in our lives is the character that it builds up in us, mm. you know? And if you think about it, I've actually, in some of the, the talks and things that I've given, I talk about the definition of adversity and it's going to suck. You know, the very definition <laughs> of it uses terminology and words and language that are, you know, that are, are very indicative of how challenging, how painful, how, um, sometimes traumatic, you know, whatever the case may be, these things are, but I also believe that adversity kind of serves to define the good in our lives. And so, you know, I, 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 I run people through this exercise of kind of imagining living in a world where nothing bad ever happens, you know? And if, if that were, I mean, on one hand, it sounds kind of great, but on the other hand, would it be that great? Because you wouldn't recognize, I don't think, or appreciate any of those good things yeah. because they, they, they wouldn't be defined exactly as anything good. They would just be the norm. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so I, so yeah, I think that I could go on and on, but I think that yeah. um, our struggles and our challenges are one of the, you know, the most character building things in our lives, they give us strength and courage and creativity and problem solving skills and patience and all of these things. But then I also think that they serve to define the good in our life. Like I was kind of saying earlier. Yeah. Oh, it, it all has such an important 
purpose for us. And I don't know if you've seen the show, The Good Place. Have you? You know what? I have it. It looks (laughs) so cute. It's so good. And it's exactly about this. So what happens is that, you know, these people die and then they go to what they think is heaven, the good place. But all of these people that are going into the good place are actually people who like were not really good humans. And so they're making them believe they're going to heaven um, in order to torture them because in the good place, everything is perfect. Everything is perfect. It's like, there is nothing wrong. There is no stress. And it's like, (laughs) and then the last, in one of the, the later episodes, one of the ways they torture them is like by giving them life, uh, like for infinity. So perfect life for infinity. And that actually becomes like a form of torture for them because, because really what would be, what would we be striving towards if there were not bumps in the roads and challenges? Because I really think that we're here as humans, our purpose is to come and access the, the most amount of growth that we can while we're here. Right. Yep. So, um, you know, it's just, I think you would love the show. It's so I'm good. I'm going to check it out. That sounds like something that I, I need to know about in the context yeah. of what I do, but you're absolutely right. Like, you know, if we never experience something hard, right. nothing could ever be exceptional, right. you know? And yeah. so, um, you know, while the challenges aren't, aren't fun and maybe wouldn't be our choice, um, they, they definitely give you a perspective and an outlook on the good things yeah. that show up in our lives. Yeah. And when I think back and I don't know if it's the same for you, when I think back to all of the, like the really difficult moments in my life, yeah. like I have some, you know, very traumatic things that have happened. And even in 2019, I had a massive nervous breakdown. And when I think back of like, would I if I could, would I give that up and like erase it? Never, because I would not be where I am today and have everything that I have today if I would not have gone through this. It was like portals, you know, I I see the difficult moments as portals. And I don't know if you feel the same way, even about your disability, like, would you be doing the work you're doing today? Yeah, I don't think I would. And, And as you were talking, I was thinking about that and you're right. I think, I think my disability gave me this career yeah. truthfully. And, and I do, you know, I know everybody listening has their own beliefs about things, but I've always kind of felt like this particular thing was chosen for me specifically um, um, because somebody knew that I could do something good with it, you know, and I, there are other challenges that I've seen other people struggle through. And, um, you know, I don't know that I would have been the person to be able to do something good with that, you know? So I do think that again, if you kind of surrender to your circumstances and, you know, I, I, I think that that's when you can sort of start to see the gifts, you know, and and call it surrender, call it acceptance. But I think that's when you can start to see the the gifts that come along with, you know, this, this kind of cruddy thing that you have to, that you have to go through. And the other thing that I'll say about purpose is that sometimes 
I, I, I think that there are very specific times when we may not get to see the purpose. Yes. Does that make sense? You know, I, I think that sometimes, and this may be a, a tougher pill for some people to swallow, but I think there are times when something that, that I may go through Mm-hmm. is intended to be a lesson for somebody else. And I may never know what that lesson was or who it was that yeah. it was intended for. And, but I think that if you can also kind of accept that as truth, yeah, then it can, it can give you some peace about your situation. Does that make sense? It does. And I, I have chills actually, as I'm hearing you say this and you actually just you know, reminded me of something like I was telling you the first time we chatted, you know, my, my little brother, um, Tyler has cerebral palsy and yeah. he is a friggin' warrior. Like I've just, I can't even believe what he's done. Like he's yeah. literally, um, you know, he's learned to walk. He has a job. He's done the Spartan race, which is like this, it's kind of like uh, Iron Man. It, it's just like, I don't what even think I don't even think I could do it. Honestly, I'd probably die halfway through. <laughs> um, he's just friggin' incredible. You know, he does, he, he, he drives four wheelers and tractors and it's like, he's incredible. And mm-hmm. um, I think that one of the purposes of, of his disability was to change us. Yeah. And I can see how um, his experience is having a huge ripple effect on all of us, the family, and how it's just opened up our eyes, how it's healed certain relationships, even in our family. Yeah. Uh, so it's huge. You're, you're so right. It, yeah. What we experience in life is always going beyond just us. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I agree with that. Mm. Um, and I'm curious to know, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a really big believer that um, we have moments of breakdown in order to have moments of breakthrough. Like the breakdown yeah. is the initiation to the breakthrough. Yes. And sometimes they're like tiny little breakdowns. Sometimes they're massive ones, like the one I had in 2019. Um, and you told us a little bit about uh, the bathroom floor one before, which yeah. I love it. It reminds me of like the eat, pray, love moment. Oh, right? I know. It was totally an eat, pray, love moment. Yeah, yeah. on the bathroom floor. Um, but is there like one, maybe it was that one, or if there's another like really defining moment that you've had where, or a really dark moment or a breakdown moment that has brought you through a massive or really important breakthrough? Yes. Yeah. There's one other, um, that I'm going to tell you about, but, but first I want to give you kind of this analogy that I love to use. And I love the way that you framed the question because, you know, talking about breaking down so that you can break through or build up what comes to mind for me is kind of the mechanics of building muscle. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about working out, going to a gym and, you know, pumping the iron or whatever, you're you're breaking your muscles down so yeah. that they'll build back up stronger and stronger. And I think that metaphorically that's what happens to us emotionally when we go through these these moments that kind of break us, but we come back stronger, you yeah. know. And so I I wanted to say that first, but the other moment 
that was, was kind of defining in my life. It's, it's funny. I think I told you this before, but I always have believed that again, my, my creator had a really good sense of humor when he, he created me because I was created with these physical limitations that make me dependent to an extent on other people. And yet I've got this fiercely independent spirit. And so it's been kind of a, an interesting contradiction to grow up with, but what it's, what it's driven me to do is to fight through the limitations and to see possibilities mm-hmm. where limitations once stood, so to speak. And so I've, I've worked really hard to create a life for myself where I can be as independent as possible and live life largely like anybody else would. Mm -hmm. And the two things that have given me that life are, first of all, I drive a car, which is, um, it's a, it's a super cool minivan. Um, but it's, um, it's, um, I don't know if you can hear my dog snoring, but it's really loud. <laughs> um, birds are singing here too. So it's all good. <laughs> um, but it's been adapted for me to drive and it's, it takes like a year to build this car and it's super wow. high tech. It's all like touch screens and buttons and, and things that are kind of at my fingertips. So that's the first thing that, you know, allowed me to work a 20 year career and get to and from work every day and get myself to my own doctor's appointments and go to the grocery store and anything that anybody else would, um, would go and do with their, their days. The other thing that's given me so much independence is I employ personal care assistants. Mm. Um, I have a couple of them who come in and out a couple of times a day to help me get out of bed in the morning, get dressed, use the restroom, um, cook meals, keep the house tidy, um, get me to bed at night, bathe, you know, all of those things. And so I don't have to be reliant on my family. I can live in a home and, Mm. you know, be a wife and a mother and all of these things. So anyway, about gosh, I think it was probably like 15 years ago. I maybe not quite that long, maybe 13 years ago, but (laughs) I, there was a point in my life when I lost all of that. And I'm not kidding you. Um, first, the first to go was my car. It started having some mechanical issues and you can't take this car to any mechanic. Mm -hmm. And so it had to go to Houston and it turned out that the repairs and the, the maintenance and things were really complicated. So I was without my car for a few months And so I couldn't get to my job and I couldn't get to the store and I couldn't, I think my daughter was about six or seven at the time and I couldn't take her out and about and do the things that I wanted to do as her mother. And then, (laughs) so I was, I was working from home. My, my company was really gracious about it. Um, But I was secretly, you know, wondering how okay they really were with, with this, you know, they were saying they were okay, but were they really okay? Yeah. Um, So that was all happening. And then I had two assistants at the time. They both quit effective immediately 
on the same day. Oh my God. <laughs> so in one foul swoop, um, I lost like 95% of my independence. It was bananas. And, um, and so I, it was, I was devastated, you know, it, it did awful things to my spirit and, you know, it was defeating and it was demoralizing and, um, and all of these things. And I went through a period of time where I was, you know, negative and depressed and complaining constantly. And then I was talking to my mom one day and she, we were kind of commiserating about the awfulness of the situation. And finally I heard myself, you know, and I, I actually said to my mom, you know what? I need some new thoughts right now. I need some new thoughts. And it was, it was one of those moments, you know, we all have these loops playing in our heads all the time. And I realized that I needed to get intentional and I needed to get good at listening and paying attention to what these voices, what these loops were saying and to actively replace them with more positive thoughts. Um, because that state of mind wasn't helping anything. It wasn't constructive. It wasn't solving any problems. And when I started to look at things a little bit differently and get to a more healthy place in my mind where I could be more constructive and more positive, the problems started to clear up. I was able to, to work with people better. Not that I was a difficult person. That's not why they quit. It was weird, weird circumstances, but, you know, I was able to, um, you know, basically get back on the horse and do what I needed to do to take care of business again and rehire for the assistance that I needed. And, um, you know, partner with the car place Mm. to try and get my car back to me a little bit quicker and look for some, some solutions and things like that. So I think that was the other time in my life. And and that's another muscle that I've really had to build up over time. And I may be making it sound really easy. It's not. And I recognize that it's not, but the more you do it and the more intentional you are about it, you do, you do build up that muscle and it becomes a much more overtime, naturally natural way of thinking for you. So that when things do go sideways, you can go a little bit more quickly to a more constructive place. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love this story because, and I'm circling back to something you said at the beginning, like how it's, it's okay to give yourself a moment to like, yeah, just feel crappy about the things that suck. And I think for me, I've, I've also really learned that like, have the moment, have the moment where like, this sucks. I feel like crap and do all the things that you need to do to release. And then knowing when it's time to shift out of that and then really moving, moving forward. Okay. How can I, how can I use this, um, as something that is going to propel me forward? So, yes. um, And and that's the thing. I think that, you know, there were times when I was a kid, when I was sad and things sucked and I couldn't keep up with the kids on the playground. And, 
you know, I had people in my life who wanted to pep talk me and make it okay. And, and all of that. And while I appreciated it, sometimes you just want to say you're right. Yes. (laughs) That that sucks. And it's okay that that sucks right now. And it's okay that you feel bad about it. Um, Because the last thing that you want to do to somebody who is in that mind space where something is so awful is to then make them feel wrong for how they feel about it. Yes. But, you know, I I will also say, I do think that we all get to a place (laughs) in our own minds when we know you know, you can, you can try to deny it, but yeah. I think we all know when it's time to move forward oh, and yeah. to, you know, leave the pity party and mm-hmm. move on to some, um, some solutions and, right. you know, looking for some purpose and, and all of those kinds of things. Yeah. A friend of mine, um, who's also my intuitive mentor and she's a dear friend. Um, she's been with me through all of my moments in the last mm. six, seven years. And uh, when I'm having my moments of my, whether they're small or large breakdowns or just really difficult moments, I often message her. And uh, she, she, you know, she does exactly that. She always holds space to be like, I'm so sorry, this sucks right now. I'm so yeah. sorry, this hurts right now. And then she always ends with, but please be nice with my friend, Jen. She's a really good person. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and I, I love think, that. Right? It's like yeah. just remembering to be kind with ourselves and not not be so hard on ourselves for yeah. what's happening and what we're feeling. And uh, and I also, I'm just going back, like, you got to watch The Good Place because you're going to love Janet and how they reboot her every once in a while. When you were yeah. saying that moment where you said, like, I need some new thoughts. I was just thinking of, like, those moments in The Good Place when they reboot Janet and just, like, fresh new mind, you know? Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. It sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah. And I'm curious. Um, well, I have two questions, but, um, well, I guess they're kind of interrelated. So I'll ask kind of both simultaneously. I want to ask you a little bit about like your thoughts on intuition and how intuition has played a part in your life. And more specifically, like when, when you lost your job and all that stuff was happening, um, I'm curious, like, did you feel something coming or were you yearning for something else? Were there whispers? Yeah. Tell me. Yeah. I love those questions. Um, you know what? I, I think to answer your second question, I think the short answer is yes. I knew because it's funny when I got the news, um, about the layoffs and things, I, I felt, I felt a little bit relieved and excited, you know, because I, like I said, I had had a 20 year career to that point yeah. and I wasn't worried about myself. Yeah. I, it was the first time I ever had to lay off my team, which was hard. And that right. wasn't that, that weighed on me a lot, a lot harder than my own circumstances. But for me, you know, like I said, I'd been there so long and I was kind of yearning for the next adventure. And like Mm -hmm. I said, I thought that was going to be in corporate America, but I was, I was excited by the prospect of what this cool new shiny thing was going to be. And it turned out to be so much shinier and so much cooler than I thought it was going to be. But yes, there was something inside of me that was excited when I, Mm -hmm. when I learned the news and 
to your other question, I do think that I'm a fairly intuitive person. And I say that from the, from, from two perspectives. Um, I, I make decisions very quickly. I've never been someone who ruminates and takes days to, to make decisions about things. I make a, and, and I don't know if it's because I've learned to trust my intuition or if I just don't have the patience to, (laughs) to, you know, spend days and weeks trying to decide something, maybe a little bit of both, but I, I've always been a person who, you know, kind of gravitates toward a particular decision and kind of goes for it. Mm -hmm. Um, the other, the other thing is, I think I'm, I'm fairly intuitive about people. Mm. Um, I, I tend to, I think fairly reliably get a pretty good read on people when I meet them, when I have a first interaction with them. And it's funny because I'm not going to name names, but, um, (laughs) there are people in, this space in the self-development space who were so beloved and held in such high esteem. And there are two people that come to mind um, and they were up on this big pedestal. Both of them a year or two after I met them were convicted of fairly serious crimes um, (laughs) against, against people. Um, you know, and so, and, and I remember when I met both of them, I came away kind of going, huh, I didn't, I didn't get a great feeling. I didn't get a great vibe from them and I dismissed it pretty quickly, but, um, but yeah, I, I do think that I'm fairly intuitive about people. Yeah. I love, I love that you make decisions really quickly and, you know, um, actually sometimes waiting too long is what gets in the way of us actually hearing our intuition. Cause then we're like stuck between oh, true. brain chemistry and like intuition. And also yeah, all I clouded. Yeah, exactly. You don't know which is which anymore. And I really mm-hmm. believe that, um, we also receive a lot of intuitive information and clarity through action. It's like, yeah. you don't have to know if it's exactly the right aligned thing all the time. Sometimes you just need to step forward, you know? Yeah. And I think I've, I've learned that also. I think that, somewhere, whether it's a conscious thing or not, when I'm making decisions, I think somewhere in there, I know that if this ends up being the wrong decision, I can pivot or I can learn from the mistake or, you know, I I don't believe really in, in mistakes. I think that mistakes are just learning opportunities. So I think if you have that outlook about you know, and, and don't get me wrong. There are decisions that are life and death decisions that I would certainly be more cautious and more careful with, but, um, but yeah, I think just knowing that, you know, no one's going to die and this is not going to be the end of the world. It may be inconvenient, but I'm going to learn something. Yeah. Yeah. I tell my team that all the time, um, when (laughs) we're working on things or like any of us is getting stressed. I always say like, guys, we're not saving lives here. It's yeah. <laughs> really not the end of the world. Like we're going to be okay. Even if we mess something up. 
Yeah, I had a, a boss. I worked in the financial industry um, for some of my corporate career and specifically in the corporate card space. Yeah. And I had a boss who would remind us regularly if we were getting a little too wound up about something or too worried about something, he would be like, guys, it's corporate cards. Yes. <laughs> no one's going to die. So. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I think we all have a fear of like messing things up, but I, I've one of my most important lessons in, in messy moments. I think there's so much wisdom in them. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. And tell us a bit about, um, just your beautiful life and your beautiful family. And what do you do? What do you do like for pleasure? And um, what do you do when you find yourself out of flow? Cause I, you know, we talk, I talk a lot about flow, you know, being in your flow. And we, I tell people all the time, flow is not this thing that you're just, you, you're, you catch it and you're in it all the time. It's you're in it and out and in it and out, you know? And um, I'm curious what you do also to just get back into your flow. Yeah. Good, good, good question. Um, so first of all, my, my family had been married for, Oh, I think, I've been married long enough that I have to stop and calculate years. Um, I think this August is 18 years. Holy cow. Um, So I've been married for for 18 years. Um, He's a great guy. He's super supportive of of what I'm doing. Um, We have one daughter um, who is college age and um, is very actively asserting her independence and, <laughs> and creating her own life, which is beautiful to see. Um, and I just adore her. Um, I have, I'm a huge animal lover. I have a, a puggle named Mr. Papa Giorgio. Oh my and, God. Oh, <laughs> and good. a cat named Birdie. So I, I like kind of ironic, silly yeah. um, pet names. Um, and, and yeah, you know, I, I, this is going to sound a little bit lame, but I work a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I work so much, but honestly, I love, love, love what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not to say that I don't have other hobbies. I love <laughs> to read. I love to cook. Um, now that the world is opening back up a little bit, I'm um, a huge movie person. I love going to, I, it's funny. I find that going to actually to a movie theater is one of the only things that can get the voices in my head to shut off. <laughs> um, and so I love going into a movie theater and just getting kind of immersed. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I love, you know, coffee shops and spending time with friends. Um, but it's, it's funny, your second question about getting into your flow, what I've learned, you know, becoming an entrepreneur as someone who is risk averse to begin with, um, and is still relatively new in the entrepreneurial game. Um, I've, I've learned so much about mindset, Mm. um, where it's related to having your own business and, you know, being the only person who's responsible for what you do and being the person that not only has to do the work, but has to look over my shoulder and tell me to do the work and, and all of those things. And I, I mentioned how much I work. Yeah. And what I've learned is that even if you 
love what you do as much as I do, you can still burn out. Um, And so um, I've, I've, that's been something that's been um, interesting to sort of recognize when it's Mm -hmm. coming. And I think I've gotten better about feeling like it, like, you know, okay, I'm, I'm pushing too hard and I'm getting out of my flow. And this is, this is becoming too hard. You know, writing this email is too hard Mm -hmm. or, you know, completing this project or writing this chapter is too hard. And I I've started to see that as a sign that, um, that I'm getting burnt out, you know, Mm -hmm. just like you're talking about getting out of your flow. And so, what I've learned to do, honestly, it's not magical at all, but I've learned to stop and to binge Netflix for an afternoon or, you know, to, to actually give myself time off and to let that be okay. And the letting it be okay has been the hardest part for me again, class A control freak, (laughs) but, (laughs) um, you know, I've, I've learned that that's, truly the best thing that I can do for myself. Yeah. If I get out of my flow, because I think that when that happens, you, you need a little bit of space and a little bit of distance Mm. from what you're doing. Um, you know, maybe it's that you need to, maybe it's that you're tired. Maybe it's that you need to get re excited about what you're doing. Um, you know, sometimes I'll go back and I'll revisit, my mission, vision, and values, Mm. or, you know, other things that I've written that sort of, um, that sort of embody what I do, what my why is, what I'm trying to accomplish. And sometimes those are the things that get me re-excited and get me back into that creative flow. Mm, I love that. And I, and, and I agree actually getting back into flow. It's never about these big grandiose actions about really simple things. And what you're talking about of like being able to listen when like you're trying to do something really simple and it's feeling hard. It's like, that's, it's like, okay, it's time to like, stop now. Uh Uh A lot of, a lot of us don't listen to that and we wait till it's, it's too late. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and you make a very good point because I think the the deeper into it you get, the harder it is. And the more time, frankly, it's going to take to pull back out of it. So I do think that, um, that looking for and learning to recognize whatever your own signs are, um, is, is really a, a constructive thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Because we're, I think we're in flow when our cup is full and when it's not, it's like, uh-huh. yeah. oh, you know what? I, I love that you just said that because I actually had one of those days this week where I was, I wasn't feeling well. And, um, some other things had come up that had me in a little bit more of a, a negative space than I normally would be in. And that 100% I think affects your creativity and your ability to, um, to focus and, and all of those things. So it's true. The other thing that I would suggest and that I, I did for myself this week was to, I'm a big proponent of watching a comedy and I think laughter is so healing. Um, and so if that's the problem, if that's the headspace that you're in, I think doing something either, 
um, to find some humor or to ground yourself in some gratitude and some abundance is, is another thing that can help pull you out of or, or pull you back into your flow. Yeah. Oh, laughter. I have to agree that it, it always works for me as well. And, and yeah. watching something funny is just, yeah, it's so healing. I yes. completely agree. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And if ever people would like to, um, you know, uh, like either work with you or, you know, have some sort of touch point with you to kind yeah. of, soak in your wisdom. What, what is available right now? Yeah. So uh, my website is mindyhendersonco.com. And so, you know, that's a great place to go. If you want to send me a message or even on my coaching page, you can book a free consultation with me. If you want to just talk about what your goals are and how maybe I can help. That's, um, that's one way to do it. I'm on Instagram at Mindy Henderson speaks. Um, and I love getting DMS from people and hearing from people about what they're doing, what they're struggling with, how I can how I can help, what kind of content I can put out there that would be helpful for people. And then I'm also on LinkedIn. If you want to connect from a professional perspective, Um, I'm, I'm pretty active on, on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook. Um, But yeah, I love hearing from people and I, um, I answer all my emails and, and all of that. I have, I I will say Mindy always answers very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to find you on LinkedIn because I just realized that I, I didn't know you were on LinkedIn. So, oh yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just Mindy Henderson on, okay. on LinkedIn. Okay. So yeah, you can find me there too. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, God, I feel like I could pick your brain for like hours. There's oh. so many things that I, I, you know, I feel like we can chat about, but I think that, um, it's going to be such a treat to have this book coming out into the world. Mm. Thank I can't you. wait to read it and dive into it. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just curious, like kind of before we, we end things, is there anything else that you are feeling called to share or that you would like people to know? Uh, since we spoke about surrender at the beginning, we were saying yeah. like, we're going to listen to what wants to come through today. Yeah. You know, I, I have a, a, a couple of things that come to mind, you know, for whatever reason, the first thing that I want to say is, and my, my own health coach, actually, um, I stole this quote from her. She said it to me a number of times, but it rings so true. Um, you know, the, the, the common denominator between every single person who has ever accomplished a goal is that they didn't quit. Mm. And, you know, if you really think about it, you know, big goals, small goals, whatever it may be, you know, professional goals, personal goals, health goals, yeah, every single person didn't quit until they got to the finish line. And so, um, yeah, for, for some reason that's on my mind right now. And so anyone who may be listening that is feeling, you know, frustrated or, like something is, is taking too long. I believe that when you're working on a goal or some sort of, um, you've got some sort of ambition for yourself, 
challenges will be put in our way. You Mm -hmm. know, that's what makes goals hard. Otherwise we would do them every Tuesday and it wouldn't be a big deal, (laughs) you know? And so, and I truly believe that the obstacles and the challenges that are put in our way are just tests of our commitment. And so, you know, from a coaching perspective, that's something that I say to people a lot because every challenge that comes up, you know, if, if if it's not overcomable, maybe it's changing your direction for a reason, you know, maybe it's, it's redirecting you into, you know, sort of a bigger, better version of what you were trying to do in the first place. So I, I think that's one of the first things that I want to say. And then, you know, the second thing is just that, you know, there is one me on this planet, there is one you on this planet. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is for a very specific reason. And so, you know, if, if you're not appreciating yourself, if you're not loving yourself, know that, you know, if, if something has been created, that's unique as unique as you are, and only one of them was ever created, that's pretty special. And so I think that if you're struggling or finding, um, having a hard time finding reasons why you are magnificent, that's reason enough. Oh my God. That's so beautiful. I I freaking love that. And I, and I totally agree. Um, and even I would say like to link the two things you just mentioned is that like, each of us is so unique and the reason why we're here is so unique. And so yeah. I love how you talked about, you know, what, what gets in the way is like just testing our commitment to our yep. path. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've always said that like the yearnings we're having are a way for life to give us a preview of what's waiting for us in the future. Yes. So yeah. we need to really trust those yearnings, whether it makes logical sense or not. And, you know, so many times I've been an entrepreneur for like a bit over 12 years now many times over those 12 years, people in my life have kindly encouraged me to stop this crazy thing and just go get a job. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Sometimes I think of like, if I would have not really stayed committed to this path and listened to them, um, I don't even want to, I don't even want to imagine the life I'd be living right now instead. Like it's scary, you know? So yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, it is, your life and you're responsible for your happiness. And so, you know, while other people may be well-intentioned and, and we can thank them for their love and their support and and their advice, but they're not living our life. And so it's up to us to find our fulfillment and our joy. And um, sometimes that means declining some very loving advice and going your own direction. Um, and that's okay. Yeah, I totally agree. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing those last little bits of wisdom. They were great. I'm going to put all of the, um, just links that you mentioned in the show notes of the podcast. So people will be able to go find you and, um, just thanks so much for hanging out with me and talking about all this wonderful stuff. My pleasure. I had a blast. It was, it was great. And the time flew by. I can't believe (laughs) in over an hour. I agree. I know. Yeah, Yeah, but I could do this all day. So thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you, Mindy. And I can't wait to put this out into the world. Love it. Okay. Thank you. 
thank you so much for spending time with me here today. I want to leave you with this little bit of wisdom. The actions you're not willing to take or the decisions you're not willing to make are the ones that will change your life. Trust your intuition, take the leaps, follow what you know to be true, even if it's not always easy or convenient. Your words mean the world to me. So if you have a moment, please share them by leaving a review of the podcast or sending me a testimonial. And I would love if you would share this episode wherever you feel called to. If you want to connect with me, you can find me over at jenniferjaneyoung.com or on Instagram at jennifer.jane.young.com.